0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Critcast Pod. This is the podcast that offers the personal side behind the persona of world leading athletes and performers. I'm your host, Sam Crick, and we've had a fantastic last few weeks on the podcast with athletes from across the country coming onto the road to the Europeans. Now, the Europeans has happened um, and I've reached out and and got in contact with some of the athletes. And this week we are joined with not one, not two, not three, but one, two, three, four, five (laughs) athletes from European Championships. They won bronze um, in the four by 400 metres. Uh, their names are Lee Thompson, James Williams, Owen Smith, Joseph Breer and Thomas Summers. So, boys, individually, welcome to the podcast, Lee. How are you? Hey, I'm
1: good, thanks, mate. How are you?
0: Yeah, fantastic. James?
2: Yeah, good. Still buzzing, man. Yeah, still buzzing.
0: I'm real. Owen? All good, thanks, mate. Still buzzing, like James said.
3: Joe? Yeah, I'm chill. Just happy with, happy being home, if I'm honest. Yes, it's been a long couple of days. Nice, and Tom. Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Good. All right then, boys, that's ticked off. We're all fantastic. Well, it has yeah, been a uh,
1: great week. Um, special shout out to FA as well, part of the
0: squad, but can't yeah, make dude. it tonight, so Absolutely. shout out to him. A shout out to, I mean, I guess everyone that was uh, involved in um, in the sort of relay squad. I, I know it becomes a real team atmosphere. And and for you guys then, how did it sort of, um, how has this year really started off um, for you guys? And you know obviously your, your competitors um like day by day but then when you get to these championships it becomes a, a real team event so how did that aspect um come into it and i guess how have you how have you handled the first couple of months of the year
2: um yeah i mean I, i'll go first if you want um i obviously started the year coming back into the 400s again after doing my outdoors as a shorter sprinter um, and obviously i know i've known the lads for years and um, always been their mate rather than a rival um so it started off obviously a bit a bit different but um like you say when we came to the champs the togetherness that we showed was just unbelievable these lads including effie uh taught me so well with regards to like everything that goes on into changeovers like stuff that i hadn't even considered you know like um all the argy-bargy sort of making space for yourself, trying not to get pushed around, stuff like that. So, honestly, I, I'm always going to be indebted to these lots. They've, they've given me the best experience ever. And even if we haven't won the medal, like just being part of their team, the respect that I have for them as athletes is just like gone up tenfold and it was already high enough as it is, you know. Um So, yeah, honestly, like I love these lots, like really do. Yeah,
1: I think adding to what james said there i think it, when it comes to like 400 meter racing it's kind of like it we've got rivalries when it comes to competing but we're all friends at the end of the day and the objective is all to link up when it comes to championships and win them relay medals so yeah the bond the bond that we formed at these champs was uh was massive you know we did we did mostly everything together um supporting each other whenever we could and uh, yeah it definitely paid off as i say i think a lot of the
4: work at like we put in in the relay practice as well I think paid a huge contributing factor like like James mentioned not having that experience of an indoor 4x4 like he was probably the least I was worried about being shoved at the break like if anyone's going <laughs> to shove James like good luck to him with that like you saw Dylan Borley wouldn't lay a hand on him but like that that's the thing like our changeovers did make a difference that, that was I think a, a telltale factor of why we stayed out of trouble when it came to the changeovers so like the boys embraced it and you know we worked as a team really well and like Lee said we did everything together
3: yeah, um I agree with the boys there. That <laughs> came together as a team was pretty ideal. Really far four by four, and even after uh, my disappointment of not getting through to the semi final, obviously I was well happy for James and Lee for running well in the heat and getting through. And even then they, you know, gave me some words of you know wisdom and just helped me out a bit. And then I just realised, you know what, well, it's not even that big of a deal. I just raced the world champion. And now I got my time now just to focus. On the 4 by 4 so yeah i feel like we did build quite a big bond throughout the whole week and hopefully we'll be in more teams together in the future
5: i don't think there was ever like a period where we weren't hanging out together from the moment like we arrived at the airport to like leaving it was like just as a group like we'd be having dinner as a 4 by 4 and people would be like like can we sit here like or is it just like reserved for just (laughs) (laughs) it was almost like they were afraid to like take a seat just in case we were like saving it for us six well, that was the that was the good thing that we spent so much time together just bonding and chatting taking so, over reception of the hotel as well was great
4: wasn't
3: it was flat out, just sat there drinking <laughs> bottles of water all day taking <laughs> <laughs> as much as possible Man.
0: love it boys and i think you know that is that is so important that um team atmosphere and, and even when coming into a champs like you say you know you might not have um made teams before that I don't know the exact percentage of people that had their first champs, but it's going to be pretty high. And I think the average, the average age of the team was, was pretty, was pretty low as well. Lots of young athletes coming through and then lots of them um, with their sort of first caps as well. And as you'd see in, in most sports, you get um, a sort of memorabilia if you like for that experience. And I know that for those that got their first cap, you got um, quite a special, quite a special thing that that was given to you. So uh, just explain a bit about what that was and um, and how that felt as well.
1: Oh, they're amazing! These little uh, piece of memorabilia, aren't James? You, what, how did it feel when you got yours?
2: Yeah, so um, obviously at the team meeting on the first day we were there, we just sat at the front because we were like, yeah, the space is there, and the lads are like, ah, oh, good, he's sitting in front. Good job, he is like that. And I was like, what are they on about? And um, then obviously, Christian Malcolm, um, the team manager, said, you know, congratulations to all the debutants and. Um, read out our names and we went up and got this nice little crystal just saying um you know your first senior great britain northern ireland vest and it's got like an engraved vest inside it. it's just like really cool a thing to have you know Um yeah i was just blown away by that and yeah it was just an amazing team to be part of and like you say so many, so many debutants. i think there was like 18 out of 42 of the athletes were first-timers. Um, so, just that's crazy. We, we really turned up, didn't we? As I say, it goes to show, and it's a credit to them athletes as well, especially for their first best as
4: well with the current situation that they've had because, you know, it's not been an easy 12 months. And that that was one thing, you know, has probably driven us to make that moment even more special when we meddled, It's like, you know, we've been through some pretty tough times over the past 12 months with training and stuff. And, you know, to put that all behind us and come away with a European medal, like, yeah. James on his first best after everything that's gone on in twelve months, and he goes and gets a medal on his first time. You know, like, not many athletes can say they've done that. So to be to be up there on the podium with him on that first occasion and to get him a medal, it's a pretty special experience.
0: Yeah, it is truly incredible, and especially to watch and James and and Lee. You know, we spoke uh, to each other like with the build up with those those road to Euros, and you know, I think it was just that real buzz of of getting out there. And I think once you're once you're there, I mean, you know, there's, there was travel stuff with all the the COVID and stuff like that but you guys got there um, and really competed and as you mentioned when you're sitting at the front there and you get your first cap as you like um, there's also uh, you know big heads at at British Athletics that are, are either the captains or the coaches that really come with a wealth of experience and you know, what specifically did you guys learn from from that, I guess? Was there any sort of golden nuggets that you picked out that really gave you that extra motivation and that extra boost going into the champs?
3: Um, yeah, so for me, it was more like um, that we've had to run quick anyway just to get selected for these champs. So all these big names and everything, we're now like more their rivals than we're just looking up to them. So it's just, for me, just getting into my head that I'm there to race them, not to fanboy them the whole weekend. But it was yeah, it's just a great experience, really. Yeah. That, I, how, did you, I, how did you
0: get on with that, Joe? Did uh, were you fanboying fanboying in the end, or did you actually did you actually focus on being a rival? <laughs>
1: oh, Getting <him> fanboyed.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, no, um, pre race, I'd say I was more, you know, focusing on I'm, I'm actually going to race now. I'll leave all the, you know, I'll speak to I'll speak to like after the race, um, <laughs> just to get a couple of wise words off him. But for now, I'm just going to try and beat him. I just, yeah, but I feel like when you go to these champs and everything, just take every bit of experience you can possible, like meet these great people, um, meet these people you've been watching for years and just learn from them. So that's probably probably the main thing I take away from that champs.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. I think um, I think he came up to you, didn't he? I don't think it was the other way around. It was more like, yeah, I oh, think- are you Joe <laughs> Britt? Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, sorry, I'm quite <laughs> busy at the moment. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I... I- Back thought what Joe said there, to be honest, about um, this chance was a good one, just to get like, just to learn what, it, what it's all about, kind of thing. And the one thing that I got from it is is to believe in yourself, um, to back yourself in any race you go in, um, and that that was reiterated in the captain's speech which Jody gave on the uh, in the team meeting, which was amazing, by the way, um, really inspired me to go on and 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 like I said, just believe in yourself, and when it comes to championships. It doesn't matter where you're getting ranked. It's it's all about how you perform when you get in there. So go in there and believe in yourself. There's a reason why you've been selected, and then just perform the best you can.
2: Absolutely, definitely. I was going to mention that as well. Sorry, I, I was going to mention that as well about Jodie. Um, like she talked about forced modesty that a lot of Brits have, and I think I was probably thinking that myself. You know, going, oh, I'm happy to be here. I just I'm just glad to compete. And definitely changed my outlook on it, even. You know, it was my first time. I was like, actually, no, I'm not just happy to be here. I'm not just happy to compete. We're going to go and win a medal. And to be honest, we're going to go and win the champs. Sadly, we didn't. But I think the fact that we were aiming to win and we believed we were going to win that relay enabled us to get a medal. If we just aimed for bronze, we would have ended up fourth. You know, we went in to win and we we did amazingly
0: fantastic guys and uh, and so so tom for you going into the into the champs as well obviously um you know being selected for that really and then not to run in the final obviously still a massive part of the team but how is how did you sort of handle that at the time um not getting selected it's a difficult question i guess to to ask and possibly a difficult one to answer but being part of that team sort of how did you how did you feel when you weren't picked for the final race
5: um, it's obviously gutting not to hear sort of your name in the sort of strike four as who's sort of selected to represent GB wants to race but as soon as my name wasn't sort of selected you, you put that aside and I knew my role had changed at that point like my role was there to sort of support the boys and support the team as much as possible leading into to racing doing everything I can to make sure that they're in the best position possible to, to race and and I use it as sort of motivation that for hopefully next time that I can be up there with the boys sort of celebrating with them and running with them. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, my role had changed as soon as sort of the team was announced and I knew what I had to do to sort of help them.
0: Absolutely. And and how does the, how does the mindset shift for for you guys as well when, you know, FA and, and Tom are, are there on the team and obviously you've been eating together and, um, you know, drinking water together in the corridors or whatever you're up to. But, uh, but yeah, how does... What was your initial reaction as well? Obviously, the excitement of getting picked, but then uh, still ha- having everyone involved in that team. Obviously,
4: yes, it's great to, you know, when you hear your name to be selected, but then, you know, they they were just as big of a part of that team as what, who were the four that ran out on the track. Like we did our three-day practice the night before, they were there happily going through the changeovers. They were there to help everyone. But we didn't find out until 10 o'clock in the morning right. of the final that who was actually running. So that mindset throughout the whole competition was, you know, am I running? Am I not? Who's who's the team? What order are we going to be in? So I think, you know, it's a massive credit to Tom and Efe because, you know, it's quite easy once you've been told you're not selected, for your mindset to switch and go, you know, what, what's the point? And, you know, Tom and Efe were there throughout the whole warm-up, did all the changeovers with us before we went out onto the track. So, you know, Yes, it's us four out on the track who's been given a lot of the credit, but a lot of it has to go to the two boys behind the scenes because they they put in as much work as what we did. And I think, you know, if we were in their position, we'd like to think that we reacted as well as they did because they were professional with their approach to it the whole way through, which, you know, us four as, as the strike four really appreciate the support that they gave us.
3: Yeah. You know, I'll have I'll to- that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So it it like on the day. Um, they could have picked any four of us to run, and this would have been if the mindset we were all in, it would have been the same result anyway. Yeah, it's it's just so yeah, we're all very close to each other on times. So any four they would have picked would have been a fantastic team to run anyway. So yeah, yeah, I I think it was really telling that you know
2: as soon as that. That four got named. You couldn't tell the difference at all. You know, nothing changed in terms of anyone's mentality. Tom and Effie were just so professional and, and just instantly said to us, whatever you need, we are here for you now. And like um, Owen said, they did the entire warm up with us, went through full pace and um, changeovers with us. Right up until the point that we were entering the call room, they were ready to step in if needs be. And they were also ready to just do absolutely anything we needed. And honestly, I can't thank them enough for that.
1: Yeah, fully back what everyone said. And and like I said, it's a credit to those boys. They were ready at any point to step in. And like they said, the the support they gave us was incredible. Um, Whether that be from asking us if we wanted any help or anything or to just hype us up while we were getting warmed up. Um, I know James wanted people to tell him how lean he was and how fast he was. uh, (laughs) <laughs> um, that, but, uh, no no, i proper appreciate like how uh, supportive they were and uh, an integral part of the team for sure
0: i can imagine, positive I can imagine uh, yeah positive reinforcement i can imagine a couple of you just going right tom fa does, uh, does my bum look big in this or, or am i looking <laughs> good like, I yes. go there were there, there <laughs> were a few moments where <laughs> like
5: james walker capacity going god you look pretty big there james <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All about that positive mental attitude, boys. And, uh, and I guess that's so important going into that race as well. And you mentioned how, you know, you were focusing on going for the win. And I think you do have to aim high in those situations because you actually never know what can happen um, either in the race, especially with a relay and added to that with uh, an indoor race as well. It's, you know, it's one thing having an outdoor um, chance where, you know, let's say the first leg you'd hope is pretty safe because you've got to run that full lap. Um, so, you know, it's a long lap, so still a lot can happen, but then you've obviously got pretty much a lap and a quarter, um, where you're not even in close contact with anyone. But then on the indoor scene, you've literally got like, like argy-bargy straight away. So, you know, you've got to be, you know, anything can happen really. And, and going into that as well, um, you know, I I obviously spoke to um, James and Lee about the, the sort of two lap mentality of, of the 400, but you know, how different is it um, compared to the outdoor four when you're running indoors um, over those those two laps?
4: Form kind of goes out the window massively, I'd say. I'd say that, you know, you can tactically win races indoors where there's, you know, there's no tactics to win in outdoors. It is, you know, the fastest guy over the 400 can win. But, you know, if you're tactically aware in a position, you can block. So, obviously, going into that relay, yes, the Dutch had the best team on paper. But, yeah, we, we'll, we'll be We're honest, we fancy- we. Fa- We fancied our chances. We were going out to win it. Like, you know, BBC wrote us off saying it was a surprise medal. And it's always the case. But, you know, if you look at our times on paper, we weren't far off what them Dutch guys had produced. So, you know, why is it a surprise when we medalled? But, you know, we pulled together as a team. We ran six, 306, you know, 306 medalled. And it would have medalled at the last major champs since 2011. And all of a sudden, it's a surprise medal. And yeah, if you spoke to any of these boys, yes, we had that initial, you know, yeah, we've won a medal, but you know, we, know we were close to silver, and ultimately, we went in for the win. Which, yeah, this that's one thing I loved about the team. Everyone was kind of, no one was like, oh, let's just settle for a medal. (laughs) Everyone was like, yeah, let's win it. So, why can't we not win it? Because it's indoors; anything can happen. Like, you can get dq'd. Any any little thing like that can happen.
5: The thing was, like, nobody in the team like had any fear, like, across all the boys of any other of team. Like, we never looked at any team going, "Oh yeah, like, you're so much better." And we looked at every team. And went, like, we're not afraid to take them on, run as hard as we can. Like, and, and like, we weren't afraid for like anybody in any of the teams, like, in any of the lineups. Um, if, if anything, Maslak was scared of Joe. <laughs> That's why he didn't want to go first leg yeah, yeah you had like, a bit
0: clout people. that you'd get once you post it on instagram
3: <laughs> <laughs> the only reason i posted that photo on instagram because it looks like i well i say it looks like i was ahead of it for three, for three it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it and and that fighting talk i think is quite important we saw it um, from other members of the team what i think one of my uh, most enjoyable parts um not only because she's been on the podcast but um because she competed well was holly archer when she gave her an interview um sort of after her heat and um and i think uh, jeanette basically said oh it was a tough heat and she said yeah it was tough for them and i was like that is just <laughs> a very Chat, um, and uh, i think that you you've got to you've got to look at it like that you've got to go in uh, for the win and just and see these people as as you mentioned joe is like they're rivals they're not these these idols so um, yeah when you get to that point I think it's it's absolutely massive and um, so that so when you when you cross the line guys and you're you know you've got that third place you know what's what's the initial reaction and also what's the atmosphere like in the um, in the stadium because obviously we're watching it from home but we don't really get that that full feel um, especially during these these COVID times so you know yeah what was the initial reaction crossing that line?
1: I think my emotion was I was a bit disappointed, I didn't get second, um, wanted mm. to catch a Czech boy, but then immediately after, the fort just turns to, like, where are the boys? Just find the boys, and then we just all get together, and it's just a massive celebration. And then it's just overwhelming emotion. But um, in terms of, like, the uh, atmosphere, on the last night, it was it was madness, wasn't it, boys? It was, like, all the athletes... It's not are, like, like, it's it felt like being in a normal stadium. I yeah. You wouldn't have known no, there was COVID. Uh, yeah, that atmosphere afterwards is insane. All the yeah, teams could... that have previously competed, all the people were just in the stands like watching the 4x4s. So, the
3: Wait, is I, Can I hold you a second, please? Dad, get up and show a T-shirt you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> on <a> guitar solo. <laughs> I love to run, boys. Not to lose. That was
1: my
4: Love it. It was an iconic quote of the competition. (laughs) Just
0: just to confirm for those those listening on the podcast, it just had... Was that your dad, Joe?
3: That is my dad, unfortunately, yeah.
0: Joe's Joe's older brother um, (laughs) walked in there with a T-shirt that said, I love to run, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely little feature. (laughs) So important. But yeah, I mean, the stadium itself, obviously you had the people that... I mean, that that last day is pretty much finals day, isn't it? Um, There's no sort of heats going on. So it's either... You know mixed emotions but it sounds like the the atmosphere was still well up there
2: yeah like it was a huge driving factor for me like knowing everybody was there watching like literally you know you don't want to fail in front of people do you especially your peers so yeah as soon as i saw league at the baton and we were in fair I was like i trusted them so much to bring it home but i couldn't actually watch i I couldn't watch and then he crossed the line i knew we had the medal and I must have told everyone that I loved them. Like I like, <laughs> that, I could. Tell. I do remember that. I was, I was just hugging everybody and anyone who would get hugged, um, which probably wasn't allowed. Um, I was high fiving. <laughs> I was high fiving this fella, the toast. Uh, I mean, uh, the
0: old toast. That's another yeah. topic. Yeah, yeah. Christ. Man.
2: Uh, me, what was he i know <laughs> but, uh, i genuinely i genuinely do think though james when you start that like you probably shit yourself when i was screaming at you <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah um that i i said to owen afterwards i saw that's the most clear my vision has ever been just him holding the baton out to me and just screaming at me run and i was like i better run then <laughs> <laughs> leg there and i was saying I, I could have gone 800 meters never mind 400 but like <laughs> I, just
0: I love it the tables have turned it's uh it's owen the teacher um giving the giving the orders to, to james <laughs> the student now just run um but yeah you definitely angry welshman did. shouting at you you don't <laughs> want to stick
2: around
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic and so that piece of toast um what award <laughs> for the weirdest mascot and most tangible link ever i don't even know if there was a link did they explain it? I mean, Lee and, Lee and James, you've got yours by your bedside. It's clearly what you sleep with at night now. Um, <laughs> Busted. It's a make-up for them not having each other now, isn't it? <laughs> no, this is it. Ladies, have to shave on it, so it reminds me of a- <laughs> <laughs> it. If, if you're listening on the, on the pod and you haven't actually seen this on TV, the, the mascot itself on TV, bigger, actually looks like a piece of toast. Um, the ones that, that Lee's just shown, if you just... Put that to the camera, I can sort of screenshot it, turn it upside down. It looks like some bollocks, to be honest.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you're
0: not wrong. But,
2: are, <laughs> yeah, he with shave, <laughs> couldn't yeah.
0: he he a shave, could Yeah,
1: they say it's gingerbread, but it's definitely toast. Yeah, they, they, they've well, got like a it? famous
2: gingerbread <laughs> museum or something, and I think that's what they're famous for. But, um, yeah, so that's what we got. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just, I mean, fair enough. I don't know what we've had in the past that have worked, to be fair. None, none of it really makes that much sense. Even the football mascots is a bit odd. You've got like sharks and all, all sorts of uh, creatures. Um, but yeah, sort of also, what was your reaction to the the champs as a whole? It, it was in fact, um, you know, the equal, um, equal largest number of medals that the, the team has got, which is fantastic and something that you all have contributed to. What was the sort of feeling um, and reaction on the way back? I know it's also quite a long trip as well. So I guess that's another point, but... Um, yeah, what was the the feeling
4: of the the group going back? I don't think James is able to answer that one. I don't think he'll remember. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, no, um, <laughs> like yeah, the, the whole champs was amazing. Like Christine was so pleased with the whole team. Um, obviously like getting an equal best um, medal haul, and like that's just crazy for me personally to think that I was part of that. And um, not even even if I hadn't won a medal, you know, just to be part of that team because everyone in that team definitely contributed to the mentality that everyone had like just literally everyone was so invested in each other and whenever we went and compete we were watching the uh, champs on the tv in the hotel you know screaming along and it was just like it was almost like a competition at the hotel for which team could cheer their athletes the most so like we were with the french and the irish and like yeah to be honest we we easily beat them so yeah no worries <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think to back up what uh, James said there, I think everyone smashed it out of the park and I don't think the medal table shows the true story of how many, like even final finalists we got, um, you know, the point that you made before of how many debutantes it was and how young the team was. It's a credit to everyone and how they performed. So, And uh, yeah, the, the team dynamic was amazing. It, it, it felt like no one was too big time for you to go and speak to them and get some advice and and things like that especially for people where it's their first team so they're a bit a bit nervous anyway it felt like everyone was just one like massive team and we could all just get along with each other and it was like we're friends more than just just being on one team together it's like it just brings it it just makes you a lot more comfortable makes you enjoy the experience and and relax as well
0: it does make a difference on the on the covid side where you're not actually traveling with family members and able to see other people you're actually just fully integrated in the 40 strong team that you've got that you know the 46 athletes that are on the team does that actually just make you closer because there's no other distractions really
1: possibly possibly i know we weren't allowed to go anywhere so that might be a factor yeah. to that <laughs> <laughs> we had like a um, set distance of where know. we could travel like even a walk around just the local park it was uh... I yeah, the strict had, restriction
5: the ankle
3: right, brace went off. Yeah, it was yeah. like five hundred meter radius of the hotel, so we all went out with our trundle wheels and just measured our. Hope <laughs> we to happen, <laughs> well, I was training back in the UK. Oh
1: yeah,
3: <laughs> no, but definitely, um, the team was very very close team. Like for me, I'm not gonna say I'm young. I'm I'm quite young. I'm 22 next week, so um, being able to sit there and have dinner with people like Andrew Posy, Guy a Month. <clears> jody williams and people who you i've watched with being a teenager and everything and and they probably didn't even know i existed until about two weeks ago so <laughs>
2: uh
3: and for them just to actually talk to you about um your event and how you do how do you feel um etc it's just yeah it's pretty inspiring that they're actually talking to you
0: yeah it makes a big difference doesn't it And i think you you do sort of put some of these people on a pedestal and i think you know um you know from you guys you, you definitely would have realized i mean obviously from this podcast itself i've been so grateful to be able to uh, sort of connect with so many athletes out there and, and you do put them on um at a pedestal but as soon as you you know you talk to them and the podcast is an interesting environment i've sort of been thinking about it um you know over the last year and actually you know when do you really get to sit down and talk for half an hour or or an hour to someone about their life it's quite interesting so you know it's been fantastic to to listen to to your your journey I I guess individually um we should get you on a a a separate podcast to talk more I guess more in depth but you know what's the what's the plans from now so you know you've got that that medal around your neck and you've got that experience of the of the big champs what's the plans um for you guys next I think for me
1: well for all of us it's this isolation period to get rid of first and then uh for me, it's uh, straight back to straight back to work, straight back to training. Um, hopefully, link up with some of these boys and get some quality sessions in before the outdoor season, and uh, start targeting the Olympics. Is the end goal is this summer is to make the to make the Olympic squad. So get some hard work down and, and do our best to get there.
3: Yeah, I agree. Mine's again pretty similar to Lee's. Again, just to get rid of his isolation period, then back to training, um, back into uni. Um, but I think I'm one of I'm one of the lucky ones, so I still got one more year uh, under 23s. So I've still got European under 20 under 23s this year in Norway. So hopefully I can go there. Uh, I'd like to win a medal individually, but yeah, and again, see if I can get in the mix for a relay spot in Tokyo.
4: So I'm pretty much the same once this isolation period is uh, done, straight back into uh, the day job, and then uh, then targeting the outdoor season and see what happens there. Obviously. Yeah, the Olympics is is the main goal, and um, as well, there's, there's the a Commonwealth Games qualification period for us here in Wales. So again, that's a goal. And yeah, you know, longer term, going into next year, there's no reason why we, we couldn't come together as a four again and go and take on uh, the guys at the World Champs and see if we can go and get a medal there as well.
2: Yeah, I was going to say for me, um, I I haven't done many outdoor 400, so I need to get my like a few more of them down. Um, and obviously, I was saying to everyone when I was there, mainly these guys, um, when they'd listened to me, like, I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed the champs that much. I, I, there's no way I'm letting that one be my one and only experience of it. I, I need to make sure I'm getting back into something like that
0: again. Um
2: So, like, I'm just going to like do everything I can to make
5: sure I stay in that sort of setup. So
0: important. And Tom?
5: Uh, I think it's the, the same for me, just hoping to sort of get back to some normality and, and training training soon and leading into the summer summer season, yeah, just trying to target, trying to make that Olympic team and using the experience from this championships going into sort of the summer, having us all gained a lot more sort of senior experience now. Yeah, it's so
0: important. I think that that is built, especially in the 400 metres where we've had so many athletes that have, um, you know, been established for a long period of time in the 400 and the 4x4. I think it's now time for, you know, a couple more to step up and really go to the, the next stage and I think this is a, a catalyst and a springboard for you guys to really get on to that next stage and, you know, wish you the best of luck with it. I mean, is the jury out on who got that, uh, that COVID positive test? Who was that? <laughs> Do you even know
1: no we we're trying to be detective to find out, but yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah,
0: no, no. got a target on their back. But um but, boys, thank you so much for for getting involved in the podcast. Uh, we'll catch up individually in the future, and I can't wait for uh, the seventeenth of May when we get some spectators at events and we can start really sort of opening up and, and see what you guys can do outdoors. But thanks for coming on the podcast and for all the listeners. Um, please continue to support the podcast and check it out on our social platforms. But um, for Lee, James, Owen, Joe and Tom, thanks very much for joining, boys. Thank Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much.